So I am here with our special guests, and I want you to go ahead and introduce yourselves. You want to go first? Oh, <laughs> sure, I'll go first. Um, uh, my name is Metzli Lemos, um, and I'm here with... I'm Liliana Ruiz. Um, we're from Sacramento, California, and we are, we're just so excited to be here with you. So thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, I'm excited. Now, so with So She Slays, like we're lucky enough that we get to interview lots of different types of people from all over the world, actually. Um, and one of our favorite things that we like to do is when we come across women or even young women such as yourselves um, that are doing really, really big things in their community and really trying to help their community. And um, I think it's always important for social slaves to reach back out to the communities that we represent or that we like to speak with or collaborate with and really kind of understand them and get to know maybe some of the issues that you guys are going through. So go ahead before I like talk everybody's ear off, um, explain to me and tell everybody the communities that you're involved in. Yeah, of course. Okay, so Metzli and I have been a part of the Lanza Mexica community in Sacramento practically our whole lives. Um, so I started Lanza when I was 14 years old and Metzli was born into it. So she's like born and raised, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and I guess you could say the same for me as well because I'm 24 right now. And so it's more than half my life that I've been a part of this, you know, way of life and community. Um, so that's a really big community that we're a part of. And then we also recently just joined the Chicas Latinas nonprofit um, group from Sacramento. And so that's another community that we delve into and they're all about volunteer work and, you know, giving back to the Latina community and making sure that our people are taken care of and, you know, there's resources for them. And so we're finding a new avenue within that. And I think it's, I don't know, it's really exciting for me. Um, we both started in probably late February of this year. So it's like, it's still kind of new a little bit then. Yeah, it's still sure. fairly new. We're still, you know, learning the ropes of everything, but also we've been given great opportunities to be able to grow within, you know, that organization and bring our ideas that we have and everything. So it's really amazing and just exciting. No, that's wonderful. Um, explain to me, okay, because I'm not going to know. And neither is the rest of the audience. The okay, it's the dance community. Am I saying this right? Wrong? How do I say this? So it's so it's um danza. So danza. Okay. Yeah. We're yeah. learning things, guys. We're learning things. Um so explain to me what exactly this community is because I know, like, I mean, most of our audience is gonna be like, excuse me, what? So <laughs> um explain, please. <laughs> Um, well, so the Danza community is basically spread throughout the country. So it's a dance, um, an indigenous dance that originated um, from Mexico, but it was done all from Alaska through Chile. So there are different variations of the dance that have come about. Um, but this was pre-Columbus. So we call it our indigenous dance and like our indigenous dance community because it was pre-colonization. Um, and so this community is basically um, a community of people who all kind of walk the same way of life where we are trying to bring back our indigenous roots and trying to reconnect with our indigenous roots as well after so many years of colonization um, and so like Liliana said earlier I was raised into it I was born into it so my family dances my grandpa dances my dad my aunt and everybody so a lot of these communities are families and they're 
basically families that are just reconnecting with their roots and then finding new people that are also reconnecting with their roots and then coming together and then forming a community like that. No, that's dope. I didn't even know that that existed. I mean, I'm sure like there's like everybody else who, I mean, yeah, if it wasn't for my own family being involved, I would have no idea. Like, I mean, and I see, here's the thing is like, I know they're involved, but I had no idea what exactly it is. I know that both of you guys take on very big leadership roles in both of these communities. And I kind of want to talk to the, like, I want to talk to you about it because I think I'm inspired by the leadership roles that you have taken. And, you know, I think one, we need more women leadership too. Um, it's a lot harder than what people think it is like, dang. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about this. Like, let's talk about your leadership roles in both of the communities. Yeah, of course. Um, that's so funny. We literally like 30 minutes ago, we we're just talking about mm-hmm. our leadership roles within the Lansac community and how yeah. the both of us, like it wasn't something that the both of us were adamantly aware that we were like, oh, this is what we want to do. And we want to take leadership. And, you know, we want to like teach other people. It was kind of like our teachers or our, you know, her dad, you know, her dad's a teacher as well, but he's kind of like, you know, my uncle to me. And so our teachers that have been doing this for so long, they, they just kind of threw it on us, um, which I think is like, here you go, you lucky people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And so that's one thing that um, I have like, kind of like, I mean, at first I was just like, damn, I hate that they do that. But now I have such a love for it because, you know, when you're a teenager, you're like, I don't want to do this. But um, no, it's just so funny because we were just talking about that. And I, I think they saw leadership in us that we didn't see yet. And I think they, you know, they just, they just knew that, you know, we were going to be the ones that are going to help our generation of people to reconnect with their culture and to also just to be able to be there and educate them. And we've actually been doing so now with, you know, I think maybe about like six people that have joined, you know, our dance group and community. And we've been able to, you know, teach them dances and just, you know, about different ceremonies and, you know. And can anyone join this community? Like, is it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's open to anybody. Um, I think that's just what's really beautiful about it because how Metsy was saying, like her whole family does it, right? And so you'll find that once you join this community, it's there's a lot of intergenerational families that, you know, are doing it together and it's such a beautiful thing. And, you know, yeah. you you learn together and everything like that. Um, yeah, you learn together and you like are specifically in our dance group, we make sure that it's a way that we can all grow. So whether that is in um, our dance community and dancing and learning new steps and learning new drum beats and all that kind of stuff, but also growing professionally and growing in our lives. Yeah. So teaching us, you know, morals and life skills that we can take with us. Like I, I don't think I would be the person I am today if it wasn't for the morals and the teachings that I've had from my parents and my other teachers in the community. Um, and also like just professional wise, like mm-hmm. our group is very focused around education and pushing mm-hmm secondary education and um for you know as soon as a dancer comes in and says yeah like most of our dancers actually graduated from um like uc davis or sac state and they come in and they're like yeah actually like i'm a ucd alumni and we're like hey like half (laughs) of everybody is here too and so like for me like i'm a senior in high school and so applying for college and 
having that support from my dance group and being able to go to my dance group. And like with Liliana, like she graduated from Sac State. So me going to her and asking her about the like educational process and like the application process and all that stuff for college, like we support each other in a lot more than just dance. We support each other educationally, professionally and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's also why it's so great and why it's so open to everyone. Because as soon as somebody wants to join, we there's no judgment. There is no such thing as like judging you for being a new dancer for messing up the dance steps because even though we've been dancing like 10 plus years we still mess up and we still (laughs) pause and we're like oh my gosh I'm so sorry so I know that that's one community what about the other community because we your leadership roles kind of transfer over to there too yeah they do um so the other community the one that we you know touched basis about earlier is the Chicas Latinas de Sacramento you know the nonprofit volunteer group that we're a part of and um within that community Metzli and I have found ourselves being able to use our our skills in graphic design and photography and um we've been blessed with (laughs) with them entrusting us with their social media accounts and you know making sure that the word is spread out there with you know any work that we do within Sacramento community and you know giving back it kind of goes along with like what the goal was so our director um her name is Angela Chavez and she founded Chicas Latinas, basically on the idea that she didn't want Latinas out there who love to volunteer to be alone. Because um, a lot of the times as Latinas, we go to a volunteer event and then we're seen as a token Latina. So we're pulled aside and they're like, hey, you speak Spanish, right? And as soon as we say (laughs) yes, oh my God, we are dragged everywhere. Game over. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough sometimes. It is. <laughs> and so for her to start that, she wanted us to basically come together and be able to go to volunteer events together. So you weren't the token nothing. Now yeah. it's okay. Like now there's five of us going together. And so you're not by yourself. You're not the only person that looks the way we do and stuff like that. So we're not alone. Um, and so a lot of those volunteer events and a lot of the fundraiser events, it's so nice because we, as soon as we come together, we it's a whole community of just Latinas who have so much in common and we're also very like individual in ourselves as well and so seeing that mesh together and then being able to support each other in the volunteer community is really cool because it just it feels very at home and very much um a comfortable space to volunteer in because it's something that we're all passionate about which is incredible because I'm going to say when I was your guys's age, I don't know if volunteering was probably at the top of my list of things that I would go do. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe during the holidays, <laughs> maybe I would go and do that as well as like, you know, going to volunteer. I was always the person who I'm just like, you know, we do. My family does volunteer work stuff too, but it's normally like, you know, I'm just going to go help out somewhere for a few hours, which is fine. But that happens like maybe once a year, like maybe I'll donate some toys to Tots. We do like an angel tree thing to help out the elderly and the young um, kids and foster homes and that kind of stuff. But high fives because y'all are carrying it around like all year round. Um, (laughs) Over here trying to be inspiring to myself um, (laughs) to to go out and do some more. Um, So being leaders, young women leaders in these communities, um, what's the hardest part? I 
think I have an answer for that one. She's like, girl, I know already. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me pull my list down. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> girl, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's hard being a leader. Mental list. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the biggest thing that I think I've run into is I, um, I'm a lot younger than I think people think I am initially, but um, I'm 17. So I'm still in high school. Um, so when I go out and I take leadership roles, a lot of the times I just kind of get stepped over. Or if I am talking about something, um, especially I think in our Lansac community, because um, yeah. for a lot of generations, it was very male dominated. Yes. Um, and so recently, as feminists you know we're trying to take what we know on the outside because i think the the society that we're living in right now is emphasizing a lot of feminism and emphasizing the roles of women and how they're changing and so i think us trying to take that from our daily lives and then trying to bring it into our dance community and say hey you know like it doesn't have to be so male dominated so taking that and then trying to shift it a little bit you do get stepped over sometimes or it is for me i've run into a lot of like oh like but you're so young. Like, what do you mean you know what you're doing? And I'm like, well, I was raised and like, I've had 10 plus years doing this. Like, I think I yes. just recently did like, what, eight years dancing total. So I think it's yeah. like the underestimation that people have. And just also like disbelief almost. I think that we can do what we know what we're doing um, and yeah. that we've had like extensive and I guess training. I don't, I don't really want to use that word, but like that we've had experience 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 yeah, teachings exactly. um it's a lot of yeah. like little comments or little microaggressions like i've recently um at my high school i'm getting very involved with like a lot of equity programs um and a lot of trying to lead an initiative of making my school more equitable and in that i've gotten a lot of comments like oh my gosh like you're so well spoken I'm like, yes. well, of course, like English was my first language. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to try and not take that personally. Thanks. Uh, and they're like, oh, like your, your name, you know, it's just so like ethnic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, stop it. <laughs> as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, I'm it's like, a wrap. I'm done. Like, what am I going to do with this? Right. Just turn around. I'm like, like no, <laughs> what you said. But um, yeah, so it's a lot of that. It's a lot of um, just trying to, it's, it's a lot of not getting offended because I think yeah. that if you did get offended so easily, like, I think we all would have lost our minds at this point, but it's a lot of just having to be patient and having to understand that in our communities, there is still a lot of male dominated communities that are changing. And even though we want to be so pissed off at a lot of the stuff that happens, it's a lot of patience and understanding that things are changing and that change is coming slow. So we have to be patient, but inside we are like burning up and like <laughs> there's trying a flame brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that that's probably how you guys deal with being, you know, dealing with microaggressions, kind of being stepped over maybe being underestimated is that how you best deal with it is just patience for me I think it's just so you know being raised and growing up in dance right like there's also the spirituality part of it and there's also like this is it's fun and it's beautiful but it's also a way of living and so you know like there's a lot of ceremonies that we go to and there's a lot of healing that happens like inner healing and things like that and so I think a way that has really helped me is 
going to danza right and like yes we're there to learn these dances that were taken from us so many years ago but at the same time it's it's like medicine and it's healing and mm-hmm. kind of like a circle right like a full circle like you go through these things and we're trying to persevere and we're trying to like make change and you know be woman in you know a male-dominated society and world and um it's- women of color which yeah. we're going to yeah. add that notch on top of that. Like a whole yeah. Other world. Yeah. Yeah. And praying for sure. Like, cause it is a form of praying when we dance, you know, we dance to pray. We have a purpose in mind. There's um, intention behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that helps a lot. And I think also just having a circle of women to go back to as well. Cause yes. when you're in a male dominated society or a male dominated meeting or career and stuff like that, we go through that and you have to endure all day. And so it's nice to go home and have a, like a support of women that you can just like rant to and be like, can you believe he said that to me today? <laughs> like, oh my God, I cannot believe he said that. And having other women who understand what you're going through. And I think that's something like very beautiful that we've gotten to see a lot because of the yeah. community we we're raised in. We have a lot of very strong and powerful women that are there to support us no matter what. And so I think that really helps because they they just get it. There is something so... Mm to a woman who just gets it and you're like yes thank you like (laughs) valid for feeling that way it's so reassuring and I know you guys were kind of like thrusted into this leadership role um in both of your communities honestly I think um sometimes having been in your shoes as far as being thrusted into leadership roles myself growing up um sometimes those in power just see the most potential or at least like the most responsible. I definitely will agree with you on that one. <laughs> it's like this person can handle it. It's going to actually get done. Um, so I kind of want to say, or well, ask you guys maybe words of wisdom for girls that are coming up in their own communities who are either leaders or given the opportunity to lead, what you would say to them. We actually have a ceremony for that for young women and who it's called Shilonen and it's, you know, a coming of age ceremony and the older woman or the, you know, the older girls, they take on the responsibility of mentoring, you know, the ones that are coming in and and going through that rites of passage almost right into womanhood. Um, And I always make it a point to tell these young girls that when the opportunity comes, don't hesitate. Like, even if you're unsure about it, there's a reason why somebody chose you. There's a reason why that you're here or, you know, there's always a reason it's because somebody believes in you or because there's a community of people that believe in you. Um, And I just always tell everybody, like, just go for it. Like, just don't have fear. Um, there's going to be moments where you're going to, you know, be uncertain or you're just going to kind of be like, no, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, And that's normal. But I just always tell people like you're here for a reason and somebody saw something in you so run with it you know what I mean like just go with it and I think that's just kind of the best right like go with it and just know that it's okay to ask for help doesn't mean that you're weak or anything Um, it just means that you're further learning and you want to learn more and there's people that are here to help you so take it yeah 
I know that a lot of women of color especially struggle with imposter syndrome really yes. badly and my advice to like my well myself and like what I tell myself whenever I feel that is like you know you are 100% valid in being there you were there for a reason yes you are qualified and even in some cases way more qualified to be there than half of the people in the room yes. um, <laughs> so don't even doubt your position there um, somebody saw something in you and like you know said you should take it you should take advantage of it and I think it is scary sometimes just know you're not the only one going through it you're not the only one that's scared and sometimes not the only one that feels intimidated and that's okay um we all go through it and I don't think it's talked about enough but also you know I think a big piece of advice I give to a lot of like I think girls my age but also like just women in general is just like to not play into societal roles that we have you know like I personally yeah. when they tell me like oh like mentally like you know you shouldn't wear like your big hoops to like this interview I'm like <laughs> I'm going to wear my big hoop, yeah, like, busting I'm, like, them out. Uh-huh. like I'm going to wear the biggest, like, beaded earrings I have, like, carry that with you, carry your culture, your identity, carry it with you, don't allow it to get lost, because be you want proud to. of it, because that's, yeah, it's who you are, you know what I mean, like, you have to be excited and proud mm-hmm. to be, you represent. know, yeah, like, represent, represent your community, own it, you 100% should own it yeah like with jobs like I see a lot of like um well I see myself sometimes like going into an internship or an interview and seeing myself like assimilate and dress like I dress all professional I look and I'm like this just doesn't look right I do that so too. I like put on earrings <laughs> I put on my beaded earrings or put on like a beaded necklace and I just I carry that with me because I'm very proud to be who I am I'm very proud to represent my community and so I, like never never like I guess the word is to kind of just like to don't mellow out our culture to fit into society if anything scream it from the rooftops like yeah show them who you are and don't be afraid to because you know people are gonna be like oh my god what 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 does that say or like what what is that and you can just be like oh actually like it's like you know jewelry like it's indigenous jewelry and it's a chance to educate people because some people don't even know that our culture is still here Yeah. yeah exactly you're so grounded in who you are as people which is amazing and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you guys because you guys are inspiring and I think it's very important for young women and even you know women my age and older who are looking for some inspiration and some validation and maybe a community in which they are recognized themselves um so in that where can people find you how do we get a hold of you everywhere you turn the corner and we're right there no (laughs) right there you still it's like the matrix over here (laughs) yes and no um (laughs) so there's actually um you know if you're speaking as far as Ansa Azteca um everywhere it's really everywhere um you feel area los angeles san diego up north oregon colorado arizona like anywhere that you look for dance i mean it's everybody is trying to be reconnected i mean in sacramento alone there's about like seven dance groups yeah there's a lot dance groups specifically tend to lean towards like nonprofit organizations and we partner with them a lot and we dance like in their spaces um go to parks sometimes we're at parks a lot (laughs) a lot Um, of times we're at parks yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> and so as soon as you see like you know a dance group if you ever come across one like don't hesitate to ask and to ask what group they're with or ask how you can join because they're never going to tell you oh I'm sorry but you can't be with us like they're never yeah. going to tell you that it's always open doors and open arms that's awesome and then do you guys have like Instagrams I mean wait no that was that was only one community where it's the other how do I get a hold of you on the other one? Uh, that one's kind of hard um well mostly and I have personal Instagrams yeah. and then we also well she has personal ones and then I have like ones for my business um but girl hit me with those Instagram handles I'll send them your way <laughs> I'm like uh at, that's sweet crazy is easy mine are kind of lengthy you know I got a Mexican long ass name but um Oh, no, no. whatever own it we just talked about owning it so you're gonna have to own that one okay I was so embarrassed when I was a kid by it but I was like you know what it's just because I was the only Latina in my school and so yeah, well that's another thing never shorten your name for anybody don't yes. give your don't, don't give them a nickname because your name is hard to pronounce no make them say it over and over again like that's your name it's your identity don't I used to do that. I would be like, oh, just call me Met and stuff like that. And then I just, people would call me that. And I'd be like, it's not me. Oh, you were like shortchanged uh, by your name. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll sit there and I'm like, Metsley. And they're like, Met. I'm like, Metsley. Metsley. And they're like, um, I still don't. It's not even that hard, you guys. It's not even that hard. Um, okay. Well, to wrap this up, I want to thank you guys for, you know, getting on this podcast with me and sharing some words of wisdom and inspiring, hopefully members in your community, but members all over who are listening to this. Um, because I think, like I said before, I mean, I, I really, Social Slaves really works on empowering the younger generation as well as us, you know, older people and, you know, even older than us as well. Um, I think it's empowering and important to have a female driven community who yes, practices patience because we are all trying to, um, I don't know, come around a corner of a male dominated world. Uh, so practice patience, please don't lose your shit guys. And you can do it sometimes, but, um, collectively, collectively, like <laughs> after the meeting, then you can just go ham. Yeah. Right. Right. Let it out because it's not healthy to hold that stuff in. Like, don't do it. <laughs> Well, honestly, thank you so much for joining us. And we will definitely stick your Instagram handles and that kind of stuff in our description. So if you're listening and you want to get a hold of them, definitely check out the description for ways to get a hold of these two lovely ladies. And until next time, Slay Nation, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>